We're chipping away at everything that isn't you, reconnecting with the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally, sees the real you, and accepts your authentic self. When you disconnect from the opinions of others, work in your mindset, and stand in your power, you feel expanded, alive, and confident. This podcast is where we discuss a range of topics that help you bring you back to your heart space. Topics like body image healing, your relationship with food, mind and body connection, mindset and relationships. We get real, we get messy, we're vulnerable and we're unfiltered. This is Heart Space with Stacey. Hello and welcome back for another week of Heart Space with Stacey. I am excited to have you here as always. Before we get into the episode, I want to let you know that the Binge Pray Love applications are still open. They will be open for the next week or so. And this is really the program if you are struggling with binge or emotional eating and you are at the point that you just can't deal with it anymore. If you are struggling with the diet and binge cycle if you are constantly on a diet and you can't trust yourself around different foods and you're ready to really take control of your body image and find food freedom this is the program for you you'll get four months support and coaching in a group environment and direct access to myself there are 12 transformative modules this is a download of my brain and of my masters and my experience It involves psychology, biology, physiology, spirituality. There is so many aspects that go into healing binge eating that honestly, if you don't have this knowledge, it is something that you probably can't do alone. So I have downloaded absolutely everything in this program to help guide you through the true and and tested way, including science and research of how to recover from binge eating. So I will include the application in the show notes if you are interested. There will be a page there as well that you can read up a little more about it. And I am excited to receive some applications. The ones that have come through are incredible and I'm so excited to start with this program. Today's episode is something that is very dear to my heart because this is a big or has been a big part of my own personal development journey over the past specifically two to in a bit years. And it's something that seems so simple, uh, but has had an immense, profound, significant impact in all areas of my life. And that is learning how to surrender. And I used to pride myself on being a control freak and a perfectionist. I used to think that was a badge of honor of being a perfectionist. And since going through and doing this kind of work, I realized that perfectionism actually is the killer of confidence. Perfectionism is the killer of any doing anything, making any moves, taking any action, because actually perfectionism was the one thing that was holding me back in my career, in business, in relationships, in nearly every area of my life, I had this mindset that I had to be perfect and I had to I had to do perfectly in order to be worthy and accepted. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic today of learning how to surrender. If you're a self-proclaimed perfectionist, if you're a self-proclaimed control freak, this episode is for you. And I'm going to take you through what it actually looks like to be a control freak and a perfectionist and what does that actually mean where could that be showing up in your life and how can that actually be inhibiting you rather than propelling you forward and i'm also going to talk to you about what i did to start to surrender and the way that i started to surrender might actually surprise you because it was relatively simple tasks that got me there so i'm really excited to get into it 
So before I start, I want to preface this with saying that surrender is not giving up, sitting back and doing nothing. It's not relinquishing control of your actions. Surrendering is a sense of trust, a sense of letting go, but it is still taking responsibility for your actions. It's just giving up the need for the outcome. It's giving up the need to control what happens from your actions. And that in itself can be an incredibly liberating experience. If we are doing everything that we can for a particular situation and we have a mindset of if it works out or if it doesn't, that's totally okay. That on your nervous system and on the way that you feel and show up in the world is going to be completely different from this has to work out for me. This has to work out. I'm going to do absolutely everything I can in order to make this work because we actually never have control over outcomes, right? We need to let go of the result of our actions. We need to accept that we can do everything right, we can do everything well, and still not reach the goal that we set out to achieve. And so that is what surrender is, and that's how I'm going to take you through it today. So what is actually the impact of not surrendering and surrendering and trying to be in so, too much control? Perfectionism, as I already said, is a huge byproduct of being a control freak. And perfectionism can can be a tricky one because we all want to perform well, we all want to do our best, but that doesn't mean being perfect. Perfectionism can result a lot in procrastination because if we feel like we need to be perfect and do everything perfectly, we're going to put it off, put it off, put it off until we feel like we are ready. And that might mean doing more research or getting another certification or waiting until you lose weight or um, waiting until you get the new job to start something or do something new. Because a lot of the time we feel like we need more, we're not ready, we have to have these certain things, this, this certification or whatever it is in order to be worthy or in order to be ready. And this need for perfectionism, this need for control, stopped me from starting a coaching business and starting doing something on my own for six years because I always felt like I needed more. I always felt like, well, I'll just, I'll just do that certification or I'll just wait until I've got a little bit more experience or I'll just wait until I'm this age because then people will take me seriously. We create so many stories in our head about what success should look like or what we need in order to be successful. But the one thing that actually helped me start a business and helped me learn about being a coach and being in the business was actually just freaking doing it. Because you can research as much as you want. You can research and do as many certifications as you want, but that doesn't actually give you grounded real life experience. That gives you another piece of paper. And until you actually start to learn those skills and implement those skills is when you can start to actually develop and learn. And that means that you need to give up the need to be perfect and do perfect and, and have the control of the outcome. So if perfectionism is showing up in your life and, and you feel like you need to control absolutely every situation, listen up. We are in for a ride. Being a perfectionist and, and being too in control can also be really stressful in your body. 
and you can that can show up in a way of feeling overwhelmed a lot of the time um not having any direction it could mean you are not taking any action or you're just confused and indecisive because we are scared to make the wrong decision this has shown up so many times in my career and business and especially in relationships and i'm going to talk about how i've seen surrender um, impact my relationships a lot and i say this right now as a single you know i'm not currently in a relationship specifically but um how it has helped in terms of like dating and also helped in terms of the relationships that I have had over the past few years. And it can also, um, being in too much control and, and not surrendering can also show up in a, lock, a lack of creativity, a lack of inspiration, a lack of movement, a lack of just stagnation. Because if we feel like we have to be perfect and we have to control the outcome, we're never going to just have fun creatively or come up with new ideas because we might think that they're not good enough or it needs fine tuning before we actually put it out into the world. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And a lot of the time, in fact, we actually learn and hone our craft by actually just putting things into the world and learning from the feedback. So that's there's certain situations and ways that being too much of a control freak can show up for you in your life. And they can start to really limit you and limit the trajectory that you're on right because if you are trying to control every single situation you are missing out on so much opportunity for things to work out in an even better way that you haven't imagined if you have an idea for your business for example or for your career and you're so focused on that one path that you're on and all of these amazing opportunities come to you but they're not in line with that controlled outcome that you see, you're going to miss them. You're not going to be open to these other suggestions or other opportunities that come to you because it's not in line with what you saw. But if you learn to surrender and you learn to open yourself up and trust the universe and trust the world, trust God, source, whatever is true for you, trust in yourself even, you start to open your ideas and open your mind to so many other possibilities of what could be and the opportunities that come to you and are attracted to you from that standpoint and from that energy are things that you couldn't even have imagined so being too much of a control freak can really limit the picture and limit the way that your life can actually go because you are so focused on this one outcome that you're not actually open to other opportunities of how it could work out, which could be better than what you even imagined. Which is really quite a profounding way to think about it. Where in your life are you controlling the most? Where in your life are you trying to always know the outcome and chasing for the outcome and chasing for the result and trying to be perfect in that area? What part of your life does that resonate with the most? And usually if you're a perfectionist in one area, you're a perfectionist in all areas because how we do some one thing is how we do everything. But there will be an area of your life where you are trying to control it more. And for me, it was in relationships. For me, the way that I was a control freak was every relationship or every person that I started to date, I had to know whether they were the one or not. And if I started to date someone, I would be like, yep, the other one. And that meant that I missed 
red flags that meant that I missed sensations and my in my body and my intuition telling me that things weren't right that meant that I missed other opportunities coming to me and I don't mean by other people but other opportunities in terms of maybe singledom or um you know other ways that this relation a relationship could be because I was so focused on the outcome of that person being the one that I didn't even fathom that I could even leave that relationship and so this also led me to be in relationships for with the wrong people for too long because I was so focused on that person being my forever that I didn't think I had a choice to leave. I didn't even consider leaving for most part. I worked so hard and I tried to control the situation in relationships so much and tried to work on it so much and tried to make them fit into this mold that I wanted or I'd change my mold into what change what I wanted to suit them. And it actually wasn't in alignment with myself because I was so controlling and so focused on that being right, that being perfect, that I missed so much value and information and feedback in my body and the people around me and the world that this wasn't right. And so if we approach relationships with a aspect or a energy of surrender, then you bring curiosity into it. You bring this openness of, I'm just going to get to know you as a person without needing to know whether you're going to be my forever. I'm going to get to know you without the pressure of this even becoming anything and really ascertaining whether you are actually someone that I want to be with. And that level of surrender and trust and curiosity brings so like another element and another um yeah, another element into it because you don't need an outcome then. And so how now I approach dating and I have approached dating this year. I've been single for, uh, well, all of this year, pretty much 10 months, nine months, whatever it is. Now how I have approached dating is I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be open and communicative about how I'm feeling. I'm going to be open and honest about what I need and what I want in a relationship and in a partner. And if they bring that to the table and if they are someone I want to be with, cool. And if not, that's also okay. And that has given me so much more power and so much less stress and so much more fun in the dating game. Now I say this, by the way, I'm not actively going on dates at the moment, to be honest. I haven't been on a date since probably May. So, you know, take this as you wish, but I am very open to meeting other people. And the, the impact that has had is the people that I have met this year are so much more aligned to the person that I want to be with. They are so much more aligned to who I actually need and want in my life than ever before. I have attracted some people into my life this year that just shit on everyone else that I've ever been with. Right? Because I have had this energy of I attract, I don't chase. I'm just going to let what happens happen. I'm going to put my best foot forward. 
I'm going to relinquish control of any outcome, of any result, of anything. And I'm just going to see how this goes. And so I have seen this incredibly powerful in my dating life and also in relationships. And I started to do it in relationship when I was in my previous relationship. And I did see immense change in that as well. And that can also be in terms of not having to control your partner, right? Not having to control other people's actions. And the way that showed up for me is I was brought up in um, an environment where a lot of people in New Zealand are brought up is like, you know, be quiet. Don't make a fuss. um, Don't be annoying. If you have an issue, don't voice it. And a lot of children are brought up like this or were brought up like this. And so I was with a partner who was very loud and sometimes quite obnoxious, not necessarily obnoxious, but loud in certain situations. And that would mean that they were the center of attention. And for me, that started to really trigger me because I'm like, let someone else talk or you're, you're taking up too much space or you're being too loud. And so my need for controlling that other person started to really stress me out and actually started a few um, little arguments because I'd be like, you know, I'd say like, just shush, let someone else have the space. And it was really triggering for me because I wasn't used to that. And so giving up the need for control and giving up and being able to surrender gave up my responsibility for other people and the way that other people perceived my partner at the time. I started to be able to distance their actions from myself and distance other people's perceptions of them to their perceptions of me, because how someone else acts is not a reflection on myself. It's a reflection of them. And so that started to release a lot of stress, release a lot of guilt, release a lot of um, the need to control someone else's actions. And if you are in a relationship, it can be really easy to start to want to control the other person or control the outcome of what they're doing. And that is not a healthy way to be in a relationship. Yes, we can communicate about our expectations and their expectations and come to a mutual agreement, but controlling someone else and someone else's actions is really unhealthy and causes a lot of stress and fighting and tension in relationships. So surrendering has actually allowed me, this is really powerful actually, has allowed me to step back and witness other people's behaviors, other people's actions without the need to control it. And that means that I can see people and I can get a feeling of people a lot clearer, a lot sooner, because I'm not trying to control what they're doing. I'm taking a passive observer perspective of you're going to show me who you are. You're going to show me what you believe you're going to show me the type of person that you are you're going to show me how you act and whether that is something that i want to be involved with or not then i can make a decision so being able to surrender is so important in relationships as well and that's where really where i have found a lot of benefit in my surrendering where else i have had a lot of um change in the need to surrender is within business or putting things out into the world. So often we are in this feeling of needing to control everything and needing it to be perfect, that we don't release anything new. We don't run the masterclass. We don't 
um, start the business. We don't post this post that we're wanting to post because we're worried of other people's opinions and yada, yada, yada. So many things come up for us and we stop because we don't know the outcome. We don't know what it's going to do, whether it's going to be successful or not. Now, my ability to surrender is like, I want to try this. I want to put something out into the world. I want to run this masterclass and I want to run this retreat or whatever it is. And if it doesn't work, that is totally okay because now I'm not so focused on the outcome. I'm not focused on whether it's going to work or not or be successful or not. I'm focused on my intentions of high intention and low attachment. And what I mean by that is any situation I get into, any work that I do, any relationship I get into, I have the highest intentions. I have pure intentions. I want to do my best. I want to be my best. I want to, I want to perform and I want to be authentic. But I have low attachment to the outcome. And that is the way that we learn to surrender is we take radical responsibility for our actions. We put our best foot forward. We know that we have to do the work, but we have low attachment to the outcome. We are not depending our worth on what happens from those actions. So it's becoming this shift in outcome focused to process focused. I'm going to focus on the process of creating. I'm going to focus on the process of being my authentic self and being who I want to be and doing the things that I want to do. And I'm going to enjoy that process so much that I don't actually care about the outcome anymore because I've remained my integrity intact and I've done the best that I can do that the outcome now actually is redundant. It doesn't matter if it works. Perfect. If it doesn't, that is learning, but I've still enjoyed the process and getting there. And that is the sort of the energy and the power that learning to surrender can have. And it has been life changing for me. So now I bet you're like, okay, cool, I understand. But how do I actually surrender and let go of control? Because I know you're a perfectionist, and you probably might have even just tried to jump to this part of the podcast, because that's what I would have done at one point. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about the, all the backstory. Just tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do the damn thing. Right. And so, as I said earlier, how we do some things is how we do everything. And so learning to surrender and let go of control, I started with the most simplest things. And they sound really simple, but they were really hard because I was such a control freak. So my control freakness and perfectionism relates to cleanliness and the way that the house, I want the house to be and how everything I want put away properly and everything has its place. And so I started to relinquish control and my perfectionism, first of all, with things to do with the house. Now, I didn't let it get to like a dirty level, but I had two dogs at the time and they would often have toys around the house. And instead of having to pick up the toys every single time I pass them and put them back, I would just walk past it and leave it alone. If there were dishes on the bench that needed put in a way that weren't dried yet, instead of having to do that before I went to bed, I would leave it until the morning until I felt like it because in the past that would have stressed me out. I never used to be able to leave the house without cleaning. I kid you not, I would not leave the house 
without like doing the dishes or wiping down the bench or making sure that it was clean so that when I came home, I was coming home to a really nice clean house. And my perfectionism started to really play a big part in my life because it was stopping me from actually enjoying a lot of things. So find something easy, easy but big, to help you relinquish control. If it is cleaning, just don't do it. Just delay it. You don't need to do it right now. If it is you're like wanting to write a book or you're wanting to write in a journal or wanting to do something creative, but you're not doing it because you need it to be perfect, just start. Just do two pages. Just doodle something on a, on a piece of paper. Find something easy that has a big impact and because it's these, it's being able to flex and strengthen that muscle. And the more that you do that with these little things, the easier it becomes and then you can start to do it with the bigger things. So this obviously didn't have an impact on my relationships. Like I wasn't not cleaning the house and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, surrender, right? But I learned to surrender with these small things, these minute things that didn't really matter too much so that when it came to the bigger things, when it came to relinquishing control of other people's actions and relinquishing control of a outcome, that meant I could do it because I'd built up the resilience and built up the muscle in order to do so. There was a researcher that said that the opposite of work, of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression, right? The opposite of play is not working. The opposite of play is depression. If we stop playing in our lives and we stop doing things just for enjoyment, we feel stuck, stagnant, unhappy, depressed, lack of creativity. And so for me, learning to surrender meant bringing back fun into my life. And this was things like, this is why I started going back to dance class because I wanted to teach myself how to do things without needing it to have a direct impact on my life. And what I meant by that is doing things just for the sake of doing it, doing things just because it, it was something that I enjoyed. It didn't need to necessarily contribute to my growth, my development or my career, or, you know, do something because it had an outcome and because it had a purpose. We actually need to spend time in purposeless play and in purposeless actions in order to be free, creative and actually learning to surrender. The amount of times that I have had incredible ideas, creative things come to me when I'm going on a walk or when I'm playing or when I'm skateboarding or when I'm doing something, I never get ideas when I'm sitting down to do work. All of my ideas, all of my creative ideas come when I'm doing something like play, when I'm working, when I'm doing something that has nothing to do with work because we are opening this channel of surrendering of creativity of not needing to know everything right now and so we're open to everything that's coming to us as soon as i sit down to do work i look at my notes that i've put on my phone where all of these downloads have come and then i start to implement it but i don't often have these creative flow when i'm actually sitting down to do work so we need to be able to get back in touch with our child. We need to have play and fun and enjoy things just for the sake of doing it. 
to be able to surrender to the outcomes. And that was probably one of the biggest things for me. And how I did that was I said dance class. I started skateboarding. Um, I never picked up a skateboard as a child, by the way. I never knew how to skateboard. I got a skateboard given to me as an adult. I watched a YouTube video and I went on my way and I learned how to skateboard. It wasn't something that I just did as a kid, right? So learn new skills, do new things that are just doing it for the sake of it, doing it for the enjoyment of it, rather than needing to be doing it for an outcome. And another thing that I'm going to say on that is do things that you're bad at. Because so often we limit ourselves to doing things that are fun, in inverted commas, but things that we're good at, right? You know, you might take up golf because you're good at golf, or you might stop playing golf because you're no longer good at golf. So do things that are fun, but you don't have to be good at them because that is teaching you that you don't need to be have a positive outcome. You can still do things. You can still enjoy the process of doing things without being perfect at it, without being good at it. And so I started doing things for the enjoyment of it. I'm not a good dancer, by the way. I go to dance class because it gets me in my feminine energy. It's something awesome to do with my friends. I'm learning new skills. It's fucking fun. So I don't need to be a good dancer to go to dance class. But I go because I enjoy the process. And that's how you learn how to surrender. You go and enjoy the process. You focus on the process rather than needing to be good at something. The next thing that I did was also cultivated rest. So when we are perfectionists and we are total control freaks, we have this need for validation um, and we get our worthiness from always needing to be doing something and always needing to feel productive. And this is where fun comes into it as well, but also cultivating rest. And rest doesn't always necessarily mean sitting down and doing nothing or sleeping. For me, and learning how to surrender and let go of control, with rest was going for walks without my phone was having technology free time so reading a book and by the way this was the hardest thing that i learned to do for surrender was doing things sitting down doing things when i had other productive things that i could be doing Sitting down to read a book, I started reading again when I started to learn how to surrender. But sitting down to read a book, at first, so many thoughts came through my head about you could be doing this to grow your business. You could be doing that to learn more skills. You could be doing this to develop yourself and grow. Why are you sitting down? You're not going to get ahead in life. You're not going to blah, blah, blah. So many things came to me and I just said, thank you, not right now. I'm learning how to surrender. So being able to sit and do something for the sake of it, for enjoyment, for rest, is actually having more impact than you think it is. The more that you clear your mind and the more that you allow yourself to enjoy life and clear space and always not have to control and always be doing on, on the go, the more productivity you're actually going to have in the long run, the more creative ideas you are going to have the more impact you can have because you've now cleared your space and cleared your energy field to have these things come to you and to give more for when you are there. I can write a module in a program within like an hour and a half now. 
if I know essentially what I want to put into it, I can write it pretty quickly. Now that doesn't include the videoing, the scripting and, you know, all of that, but I can write the workbook and, and really know what I'm putting into it in a pretty short amount of time because I've given myself the space and the mental clarity to know what I want to do with that. And that has come from the need and ability to let go of control. Whereas in the past, I would have spent, and sometimes I still do this, and it means that I need to focus more on letting go of control and, and cultivating play and rest. In the past, it would have taken me a week because I would have had to think about what I wanted to put in it, and I wouldn't have started writing it until I knew exactly what I was going to put into it. But most of the time, if you're creating something, and if this is really true for me, if I start and I, even if it's not great, the more that I work on it and I start it, I'm going to get ideas coming to me and start flowing as I'm writing it. And then I'll go away and then I'll be playing or doing something totally unrelated and I'll have this light bulb moment of, oh, that's how I should do that. And I'll come back and do that. But I wouldn't have those light bulb moments if I hadn't already started. If I was waiting for those ideas to come for me or that perfection to come or that need for control to come first, it's actually the opposite. You actually need to flip it. And so what else I did to in order to surrender is I've already said high intention, low attachment and focus on the process, but it's actually trust. Develop the sense of trust that things are going to be okay and work out. Every single challenge that you have had in your life at the point of that happening would have been so consuming for you. You would have absolutely not thought things were going to work out as they did. I liken this and I bring it back to the first like proper breakup that I ever had. I was a lot younger, I was probably a teenager, and I felt in that moment that I was never going to be happy again. I was never going to be able to love someone again, and there was no point in me continuing on this earth if we were not together. And I remember feeling at that point that I don't ever think I'm ever going to be happy again. When we are so deep in something, we can't see a way out of it. Learning to trust and learning to surrender is believing that that is not permanent. That everything that is meant for you will come to you. And if it leaves you or if you lose it, it was never meant for you or it served its purpose and you've learned the lesson and it's time to move on. Whether that is a job, a person, a house, like anything. Everything that comes to you in your life is there for a purpose. Some of them are not forever. And so often we get so clouded in the here and now and what is happening and what I want so badly. I really, really, really want this job and there's no other job that I want. And if I don't get this, I'm going to be so unhappy. But there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger reason for why you haven't got the thing that you want because something even better is coming to you. And so learning and cultivating that energy and that trust is so important to learning to surrender and letting go of control. Because if you believe that everything is just going to work out as it is, you don't want to control, right? I have brought that so much into my 
I'm going to bring it back to dating is that I believe in my soul of souls and my heart of hearts that everything is going to work out. I had this image in my head when I was younger that I would be 25, married, I wanted to be a young mom, have kids early so that I could be cool young mom and that the kids would essentially leave home and I'd still be young enough to like go out and enjoy my life, right? I'm 30 and single, okay? But I've relinquished control of the outcome and what my life needs to look like because I trust that things are going to be better than I could have ever imagined. And with that trust means, as I said at the start, I don't look at every single person that I come into contact with of, are they going to be the one? I'm now looking at it of, at a perspective of, do I like you? Do you have the right values? Are we connecting? Do you want the same things that I do? You know, there's so much more that goes into it rather than you need to be the one and I'm not looking past anything else because you need to be it because I'm 30 and I need kids by now and I don't have it and so I'm going to make you the one, right? Learning to surrender is... I trust in the universe and God, source, whatever. I trust that things are going to work out and I'm going to put my best foot forward and I'm going to live my life and be happy and do everything that I can do to make sure that I'm being the best person that I can be and trust that the right things, people, places, opportunities are going to come to me. Because that is such a more grounding, relaxing energy to be in than needing everything to work out and in fact i am so so happy that things haven't worked out in my life like you can't believe how happy i am that my relationships have broken down because they weren't right because they were not the ones for me and that means now i've opened the space for the right person to come in because i've surrendered to the need to control. I don't need to control anymore. And it's so liberating to be in that headspace. It's so liberating to be able to feel into my body when I'm connecting with someone. Is this right? Is this a right opportunity for me? Whether it's a person, whether it's a job, whether it's a house, whether whatever it is, Without the need to control, we can actually ask our intuition and ask our bodies to provide us with the knowledge of, is this right for me? And you can feel it. When we surrender, you can feel it. You feel that recoil, or that contraction or that constriction in your body, or you feel the expansion, excitement, opportunity, right? So learning to surrender is not giving up on yourself. It's not giving up on the need to, uh, or the want to, have certain things in your life but it's giving up on the need to control and it's allowing that trust to come in so spend time in nature be still and calm disconnect from your phone do things for the sake of doing it for fun for pleasure go in and go to a dance class go to a cooking class learn a new skill paint a canvas I've painted, that's another thing I started to do actually, is I started to paint. I am not an artist. I can't paint to save myself. And that is no word of a lie. I cannot paint. But I enjoy the process of painting. It's 
relaxing. I like seeing the brush strokes on the canvas. And so I've painted many canvases, which are either somewhere around my house or honestly in the bin, because I don't do it for the outcome. I don't do it for the paint, the artwork at the end. I do it for the process, right? I do it for the enjoyment, for a release, for a cathartic. So spend time doing things for the sake of doing it. Be able to do things for enjoyment without having an outcome tied to it. Being able to sit with yourself and open up in a space that is free to question and dream and think and be creative. Because the more that we try to control, the less creativity that we have. The more that we try to control, the less questions we ask. The more we try to control, the less the ability that we have to think, to feel. And so when you surrender, you're, you're so in tune with your body. And that is such an incredible place to be at, which can also help with things like body image. Because we give up the need and control, trying to control our bodies to react and behave in certain ways, we just start to treat it with respect, we start to love it for what it is, and it does its thing. Which, by the way, is absolutely something that I did in my own recovery journey, is I knew my body was going to gain weight, and I also knew that eventually my body was going to lose the weight if that's what it needed to do. And so I gave up the control of the outcome, and I started just focusing on the healing process, and that's exactly what my body did. It gained weight and it lost weight because I trusted it. I listened to it. So this surrender can be so powerful in so many areas of your life, of work, relationships, um, your body, your food, opportunities that come to you, your career, right? Surrendering and starting with the small things first amounts to the big things later. So I hope this has been insightful. I hope you've got some ideas of how to surrender. It has been life-changing for me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I will remind you that applications for Binge Pray Love are open. Surrender and learning to trust and intuition is something that I also weave and something I teach in the program. Um, I am very big on spirituality and I'm very big on combining that with science and psychology. So if you have liked this, please like and share the podcast. It really helps get it out to as many people as possible. And I would, I'm excited for you to start to surrender. Start to leave things alone. Start to not put things away all the time. You are an incredible intuitive being. And we often intellectualize a lot of things of our lives that we actually forget that we have a body as well we think that we're just like a floating head and we think about things so much so when we start to surrender we start to get back and drop back into your body and drop back into your heart space so thank you so much for listening and i look forward to being in your ear holes next week